the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the Blaze Radio Network. This is Piero Pelka, and thank you for being here. I cannot tell you how each and every day I get up and I thank God and uh, for many things, one of which is this opportunity to spend three hours on the radio following in the shadow of Glenn Beck and talking about issues that are important to me and I think things that need to be shared back and forth between us because I... I I believe it's not just about ranting and raving. I believe it's about us taking care of each other and us helping each other and us supporting each other. So today, let's try and make sure we do all of that. Just uh, just my own. I know I'm coaching myself at the same time. It's um, it's a it's a big day for America. I think the president this morning and if you were up very, very, very early you probably witnessed some of the press conference that the president and the president of Poland held together, a joint event where they actually took four questions. And uh, we'll, we'll get to some of that because I think it got a little contentious with some members of the American media not exactly behaving well. But the president also called out, uh, CNN for being uh, really fake news, not just fake news, but really, <laughs> really fake news. I know I'm not supposed to laugh at that stuff, but it's as if they can't even see they are being trolled. They are absolutely being trolled by the master of trolling. So we'll try and get to that. I, I need to play you some of that because it was so amazing. And I believe I've, I've got some help coming in Dallas. They're trying to pull a clip as we speak. I believe CNN may have actually spread some fake news. So we, we shall see. There's a meeting right now happening in Germany with Donald Trump and Angela Merkel. And all, all CNN has been saying all morning about this is is how much Angela Merkel dislikes Donald Trump. Really, that's the biggest story here, CNN? That's the, that's the big news? I'm surprised you don't have a, a hashtag or a giant on-screen mention saying, breaking news, Angela Merkel hates Donald Trump. Really is stupid. And I know I'm not supposed to use that word, but, but come on. It's naked opinion being given by network anchors. And I'm tired of naked opinion from network anchors. Just tired of it. We are going to talk about Saudi Arabia today. And why Saudi Arabia today, of all days, when the focus is supposed to be on Europe, when the focus is supposed to be on North Korea? Well, there might be something connected to Europe and North Korea and Russia and China happening with the Saudis. So one hour from right now, you need to be here. You need to be here because we're going to discuss it with somebody who knows. We're going to discuss it with uh, an author who has spent much time uh, studying the kingdom. He knows what's going on in the kingdom. 
And, uh, you know, yes, there's some new Maxine Water stuff we have to get to today. Plus, if we're lucky, if we're lucky, we'll get a call from our buddy Joe Gomez at NBC News Radio, the radio division, about uh, what's going on with North Korea. Because he's, he's, pushing, uh, he's pushing that story and he's covering it very well. Also, follow up on everything else we've been talking about. Because yesterday we asked you to weigh in on a, on a quiz. And I think you guys did pretty well on the vital question of the day yesterday. I think your answers seem to, seem to follow along with what I was supporting as well. And I try to give you important questions, as we like to call them, vital questions, every single day. Uh, the story was about Representative Clay Higgins, who went to Auschwitz, filmed the video, talked in a place he wasn't supposed to be talking, and a lot of liberal minds exploded. You guys, interestingly enough, 50% of you thought what he did was appropriate. 36% thought it was inappropriate. And 14% of you could not decide. So that means 50% liked it and 50% thought it was inappropriate or couldn't make up their minds. It's a pretty even split. I think a lot of those people who couldn't decide were, were kind of torn, wanting to get mad at him. I'm, I'm making that judgment for you but i just want to i just want to continue the discussion i'm working on another vital question of the day it should be ready shortly and we'll get to it um but but where to go first i i'm wishing these are days i'm wishing that we actually had a division an office in europe somewhere especially in germany so we could have somebody on the scene to deal with what's going on at the G20. And I sent a note to um, Glenn back this morning. I don't know if he talked about it on his show because I was, I was chasing a, a different story. A story you're going to hear about at 1.30, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Another story that I might get a call from the boss about. Say, did you, did you really do a story about Michael Jackson's monkey? Yes. Yes, I have a, a breaking... <laughs> Sorry. I'm having a hard time keeping a straight face saying I have breaking news about Bubbles the Chimp. But I do. And it'll be about an hour and 20 minutes from right now. We, we will get to that. I can't keep it all serious. I really can't. I would love to say that I could, but I, I just can't. I, I've got to collect myself here. Be a professional. Look, if you want to join the conversation today, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. You know I was hoping to be in England this week. We were hoping to watch young Riley Opelka playing tennis. Unfortunately, he narrowly missed qualifying. So we move on and we move forward and we hope that we will be uh, watching some tennis at at the U.S. Open in late August. So we'll see. We'll keep you posted. But there are a couple of interesting stories out of Wimbledon that I don't know if you're keeping track of. 
there are um, there's some strong performances by Americans and there's some good things happening. One of the things happened yesterday I thought was really cool and social media should get credit for it. The story yesterday that that took over social media, at least for me, was the story of tennis player Jack Sock, who has just a, a great name. Jack Sock's an American tennis player. He's not number one, but he's certainly on the move. And he's a guy who played in the Olympics for this country and won a medal in the Olympics and is very a proud American. I don't know Jack Sock. I'm a fan. Jack Sock, on his Twitter bio, has the following. Nebraska-born, Kansas City-raised, family over everything. Do you need to know anything else about this guy? Do you really need to know anything more about an American tennis player, a guy who's out there representing the country, other than Nebraska-born, Kansas City-raised, family over everything? That's it. And so when Jack Sock ran into the situation he encountered at Wimbledon two days ago, it's no surprise how he reacted. Jack Sock was playing a match, and he won his match. And after you win a match, what you do is go over and collect your stuff. You pick up all your stuff, you put it in your bag, and you walk off the court. Which is always funny to me because... Professional tennis players are probably, overall, the least egomaniacal of all superstar athletes. And I see this because they carry their equipment out onto the court. They're on the court typically without a coach or a manager standing next to them, whispering in their ear. If they have to have medical assistance, it actually forces a timeout and somebody has to come out. They are all alone out there. They are the last cowboys in pro sports and cowgirls. Yes, everybody calm down. So when Jack Sock wins his match and then walks over to the the area where the players put down their equipment, the little chairs under the umpire's stand, he puts his rackets back in the bag. And there are uh, people applauding and saying things to him. There's a young man in the second row who's leaning over and talking to him and applauding, probably a young fan. And Jack Sock was drying down his face and uh, his his rackets with one of the, the plush towels that all the athletes get at Wimbledon. And the towels are a thing. All of the athletes leave the Wimbledon and the French Open and the U.S. Open and the Australian Open with the towels from the events. They are, they are badges of participation, ribbons in the days of the old, old jousting competitions, if you will. So Jack Sock takes one of the towels, the Wimbledon towels, which I think sell for like 75 or 80 bucks if you're in the stands, but this is a player's towel. And he tosses it to the kid. Well, the kid catches it, but at the same time, So does a a gentleman. Well, let's just say he's a man. So does a man who was in the front row, right in front of the young boy. And the man won the tug of war. The man pulled the towel out of the hands of the young girl, of young boy. 
And so guess what? It was all caught on camera. And the the grabby older guy, well, he may have gotten the towel from Jack Sock, but Jack Sock saw the story on the news and posted on his Twitter account. If anyone knows the kid that unfortunately had the towel ripped out of his hands, tweet his name at me and I'll be sure to get him one. Well, you know, it's Twitter. So guess what? The story caught fire. Twitter found the kid, or one of the sports networks did, but the U.S. Open tennis tournament also saw the story and responded to Jack and said, if you find him, we'd like to send him a U.S. Open towel, adding, hey, Australia, hey, French Open, maybe send one of yours as well for a slam sweep. The Australian Open replied within minutes, saying, No sweat, happy to chip in an Australian Open towel. And Roland Garros, the French Open, also responded, Happy to complete the towel's grand slam. Just a nice little bit of sportsmanship shown by and a guy who appreciates what the fans are all about. In the days when we hear of terrible things from all of all angles of the sports world, when we hear just how much uh, how much trouble some of these superstars are in the days of hearing all of that, you hear about a guy who's doing well. He's doing very well for himself. Jack Sock, who still takes time to be a, a normal human being. And I'm happy to say that they found the kid. The kid's going to get the Grand Slam towel. And you know what? The jerk that ripped it out of his hands, nobody needs to identify him, but the whole world saw what he did. The whole world picked up on it. So I'm, I'm happy to report that story to you today. Now we're going to dive into the big stuff, the heavy stuff, including Michael Jackson's chimp. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's a Thursday, and we're already looking at Friday around the corner, so I have to have a little bit of fun. Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. Yeah, we'll get into Trump. We'll get into Merkel. We'll get into Putin. We'll get into North Korea. But we had to open up with a little fun and a little inspiration. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. What are you waiting for? Seriously. I, I talked to a friend of mine today. I have a buddy who's just back from a long car trip, and he, he was late for our meeting this morning because his back was killing him. And I said, is it, is it inflammation that's causing the irritation? And he goes, yeah. Yeah, how'd you know? I said, here. Here, take take this. And I gave him an extra. Now I have to order more. But I gave him an extra three-week quick start pack to Relief Factor. He goes, well, I don't need this. Yes, you do. 
you need this. You won't need to take painkillers. He was taking painkillers, prescription painkillers. I said, look, deal with the pain for about seven to 10 days. But just promise me you will take Relief Factor breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just follow the directions, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's all natural. He said, well, is it going to conflict with the uh, pain? No, it's not. It doesn't even bother with stuff like Advil. There's no conflict. But I stopped taking any pain relief medication. Stopped taking it on the eighth day of my Relief Factor adventure. And guess what? Fish oil, turmeric, the natural ingredients in Relief Factor have reduced, absolutely reduced the inflammation that was causing me the pain. So I don't have the problem anymore. Go to relieffactor.com. Check out relieffactor.com. Try the three-week quick start pack. I've got Matt doing it right now. He's my, my latest test. And I told him I'm playing golf. I played golf every day this past weekend. He looked at me and went, I would love to play golf again. So don't be like Matt. Don't wait like I did. Call 888-500, what is it, uh, 8384. Let me look here. It is uh, 888-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Go to relieffactor.com. Check it out. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384 is the phone number. Ask them the questions. Get rid of the pain. Get your life back. I know I could go on about Relief Factor all day. It worked for me. So much to talk about today. The president and his early morning, well, it was early morning for us. It was just around noon in uh, Poland that the president and the president of Poland, President Duda, and get it right, it's not Dupa. If you're calling a president Dupa, you're calling him president, but those of us who understand Polish understand. So I, I had some Jack Wagon, who was calling him President Dupa this morning. No. But the president then moved from the press conference to this massive crowd in Warsaw at the uh, Krasinski Plaza. And it's where they laid a wreath and a monument. But the president was out there and he gave a pretty stirring speech. And a few points were very, very well received. For example, this one. Just as Poland could not be broken, I declare today for the world to hear that the West will never, ever be broken. Our values will prevail. Our people will thrive. And our civilization will triumph. Now, that was a nice moment, right? A very nice moment. But what happened right after it, the spontaneous response from the crowd that happened right after it, I found even more interesting. Pay attention to the chanting. That's a massive crowd chanting Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Thank you. So together let us And Trump just like takes it all in for family. And just says thank freedom. you. For country and for God. Thank you. God bless you. God bless the Polish people. God bless our allies. And God bless the United States of America. Thank you. God bless you. Thank I, you very much. I thought he gave a great speech. It's 41 minutes. Uh, you can find it in a bunch of different places. That was the very end. 
There's some other highlights from it and some talking points from the press conference. We'll get to them after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Can I get totally off the track here for just a minute? Can I totally just take a take an unsignaled left turn here? Okay, yes, I can. Host privilege. First of all, Mike Opelka here on Pure Opelka. Thank you. Glad you're here. The phone number, 888 Join the conversation anytime. We'll talk about anything, as I'm about to prove. Top of the hour, the next hour, we're going to talk to uh, author and friend, Gerald Posner, about the Saudis. Because I got a sneaking suspicion something's going on with the Saudis. I know! I know the president went there first and we had this big deal, but there's something in the wind. So we'll get to that. So hang on. Um, This story, CBS News, breaking news, asking the question, are sleeveless dresses appropriate attire? Congress doesn't think so. Wait, what? Yeah, they've got actually got people covering this. Rebecca Shabad of CBS News is covering the story. She tells the tale of a young female reporter trying to enter a guarded room known as the Speaker's Lobby outside of the House chamber, but her outfit was considered inappropriate because her shoulders weren't covered. Oh my God, her shoulders were exposed. She was wearing a sleeveless dress. Forced to improvise, the reporter ripped pages from her notebook and stuffed them into her. I'm sorry, this is just insane. Stuffed them into her dress's shoulders openings that, so that, which, where normally a sleeve would be connected to create paper sleeves. An officer whose job it is with enforcing the rules in the speaker's lobby said her creative concoction was still not acceptable. So I want you to just wrap your head around this. We are the greatest nation on the planet. It's, there's no argument. You can say we have some things we need to fix and some things we need to do better. But we are, in fact, the greatest nation on the planet. However, there are times when I question our own sanity. There are times when I wonder why we have an officer. An officer. And I'm betting you. I'm betting you the officer is actually carrying a firearm. An officer who's already inside the Capitol, inside the area, outside of where the House convenes, outside of the House chamber. So a lobby outside of the House chamber where there's a room across there that's, that's a place where you can, you can interview people. But we have somebody who's, who's, check, who's checking dress code. That's the guy's job. He has to enforce, or he or she, 
has to enforce the rules of the speaker's lobby. Uh, do you realize how much, how much crap in D.C. We could, we could get rid of if we would just stop and take a common sense approach, a quick look at what's going on and go, all right, that's stupid. We need to stop that. Let's just give it the stupid check. We have somebody actually doing wardrobe checks at the speaker's lobby, the room just adjacent to the house chamber. And there are, and according to the CBS News reporting, there are allegedly rules about what you can wear inside. Now, it's been kind of warm lately here in the Northeast. It's been, uh, well, today I'd say it's downright uh, swampy. D.C., as we know, is the swamp, so swamp-like weather may not be anything unusual to them, and it might not even be something that troubles these swamp-friendly creatures who habitate, habitate, who live in the D.C. area, in the district. So while those guys who are in the house tend to wear suits and ties, women, on the other hand, um, have been told uh, they have to wear appropriate business attire, but it cannot include sleeveless blouses or dresses, sneakers or open-toed shoes. I'm going to take you back in time. Back in the 70s, when a young Michael Pelka was meeting with his uh, faculty advisor at Trinity University in San Antonio, Texas, and, and this sophomore student was sat down by the faculty member who said, uh, have you thought uh, beyond college? Have you decided w- where you would see yourself right after college? And then 10 years after that, and then 20 years after that, where do you want to end up? And I do remember saying, and this might be an indicator to how I got to where I am today. You know, I really think the greatest thing would be to be comfortable, to be able to wear sweatsuits and sneakers to work. And my faculty advisor kind of dropped my file on his desk and he said, so you're, you're thinking about working in a sporting goods store? I said, no, I just think, I just think it's, it's going to be all about being comfortable so that I can be creative. Now, I have worked in places where a suit is required. I work at a place right now at The Blaze that if you are ever in the offices, you are expected to dress not like you're at the beach, but like you're actually going to an office. And that's about as serious as they get about it. You represent the company. But in the capital, I can see they would want maybe suits and ties, but when it gets swampy... How about we have a tie-free summer? How about we have casual Fridays? Well, maybe that's a moot point as the members of Congress may not even show up on Fridays. But it might be a good idea to loosen up a little bit. And they apparently say the problem here, the problem with this, this crazy kerfuffle of the sleeveless dress being inappropriate attire There's no real clear-cut list of rules. And they don't enforce them over in the Senate. So shouldn't we have some uniformity? Paul Ryan recently, according to the CBS story, reiterated an announcement made to the House lawmakers saying, quote, members should periodically rededicate themselves to the core principles of proper parliamentary practice 
that are so essential to maintaining order and deliberacy here in the House. Adding, members should wear appropriate business attire during all sittings of the House, however brief their appearance on the floor may be. You know, I think it's okay for you to make sure the House members all wear business attire, but maybe you need to define it a little bit. I just think, I wish, I hope to God somebody has video of the woman who stuffed the paper into the armholes of her sleeveless dress to show us that she created (laughs) her own sleeves kicked out this woman was i hope i hope we get to see this you know and maybe maybe we need to have a dress code that reflects the dress code of the network news anchors well we couldn't do that either could we because fox seems to have a little different set of rules and i'll tell you this jeff zucker over at cnn questioned the content but he seems to be taking pages out of the Fox playbook when it comes to female anchors on the network. There seems to be a lot of Megyn Kelly-like approaches to the attire. Uh, The uh, CBS News story also does state that uh, there have been exceptions to these, quote, so-called rules. Former First Lady Michelle Obama wore sleeveless dresses to several State of the Union addresses inside the House chamber. So it's okay. It's okay for the First Lady to do it, but not for a reporter. No, I can't stand by that. And then we remember Bobby Rush, the Illinois Democrat, who actually was taken from the floor in 2012 because... He wore a hoodie to protest the shooting of Trayvon Martin. So just so you so you you think that Congress may not have earned the approval rating that they have, the dismal approval rating that they have. Based on this, based on the fact that we actually have people enforcing uh, attire rules for reporters, stopping reporters, probably she didn't have. A micro mini and a halter top on. She had a sleeveless dress on. Just so we know, Congress, you've earned every single derisive con- every derisive comment you've gotten. You've earned your fifteen or eighteen percent approval rating because you let stupid stuff take up time. This isn't what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah, I would be all for getting rid of the job of the guy who has to be the gatekeeper at the speaker's lobby, the guy who has to be checking attire. What's next? We're going to make sure everybody's got a belt and underwear on? Gigantic waste of time and money. And I know I took an unsignaled left turn. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Just around the corner, we are going to have a guest, Gerald Posner, the author, will join us. Gerald's been on with me before. Full disclosure, he's a friend and uh, a guy that I have known for almost 27 years. Yikes. Uh, But he doesn't seem to be aging, which ticks me off. Uh, We're going to talk about Saudi Arabia because I have a sneaking suspicion. My spidey senses are telling me Saudi Arabia is working every end of the deal. And Gerald Posner's the guy that will talk to us about that. Plus, there's been a, a shift in power in Saudi Arabia lately that we should be aware of and we need to know more about. And I am, I'm admittedly woefully ignorant, uh, not up to date fully on the royal family. So, uh, Mr. Posner, will join us. Uh, keep Steve Scalise in your prayers, would you? Congressman Steve Scalise shot at the practice for the congressional baseball game. He was one of 30 who were marked for death by that Bernie Sanders supporter with a rifle. Yes, uh, a socialist with a rifle. Think of it, the horror. Not a, not a conservative, a socialist with a rifle. But Steve Scalise was moved back into intensive care as the reconstruction of his his lower half has taken a toll and he's risking a severe infection. And so they're very, very worried about Steve Scalise. So if uh, if you can, if you're so inclined to do so, uh, prayer is appropriate. Prayer is appropriate. But um, I. I just seems like just two weeks ago we were saying Steve Scalise was going to was going to get through this and have um, a great hope for a great future. I I will get to some of the president's words as the the meetings with the world leaders are going to happen. But I'm nervous about what's going to happen in in Germany this week, this weekend. Gosh, it's it's already Thursday. Um there are a bunch of people who are angry who have gathered in the area. They have found, the German police have found during some sweeps, they have found a disturbing number of knives and other weapons, including some chemicals that could theoretically be used as chemical weapons. And so in, an, in the interest of, of making sure that everybody was safe, the German government has issued a, a mandate, an edict to the people who are going to be covering the, the uh, G20 events. They have sent out an order telling people, hey, uh, hold on a second. Don't wear your uniforms when you're out on patrol. As a matter of fact, they have banned soldiers from wearing their uniforms to the G20 summit. And they say, we're doing this for... For your own protection. Now, wait a minute. You've got soldiers. You've got as many as 15,000 soldiers and uh, officers from from different sections, basically different districts in Germany, coming in to be a part of the protection squad in Hamburg for this weekend's event. 
the defense ministry told soldiers who are on duty, don't wear the uniform. So carry the gun, but don't wear the uniform. Does that seem a little confusing to anybody? So then do you think some of these radicals, some of these crazy wannabe anarchists would be walking around not in in police uniforms, but in their anarchist uniforms, carrying weapons, saying, it's okay, I'm a member of the military? And if someone starts shooting, how are we to know if they are a soldier or an anarchist? I think this is really dangerous. More than 10,000 protesters have flocked to Hamburg. We will keep our eyes on this. And while you're praying for Steve Scalise, pray for all of the world leaders who are present. All of them need our protection. When we get back, we'll talk about Saudi Arabia. What are they up to? We'll find out next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.